Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's podcast. And today we are joined by Jamie, Gary, David, Darren, and James. And what have we got to say this week? See they. Oh no! Lovely. Good start. Cheers, ladies and gentlemen. Let's rock and roll. Let's get this thing going. Let's uh, see. What Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, ladies. Bombs up, fan is out. Uh, How is your brew, James? Hot. Very nice, very nice. Excellent. Uh, a cup of tea, traditional, but this week I'm joined by... Ginger nuts. Oh. Ginger nuts. I love ginger nuts. So we're dunking throughout, so excuse me. Desert Island question, if you could only take one biscuit, what would it be? Ooh, ginger nuts close on the call, you know. Obnob, maybe. Obnob. Chocolate obnob. Chocolate digestive. I'm with Jamie, chocolate digestive, all the way. Jamie Dodger. Oh, a nice chocolate finger for me. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> we haven't Come got on, Dave. <laughs> what was your, what's your biscuit of choice, mate? Garibaldi. Oh, I've had a Garibaldi since I was a kid. That's yeah. something from 80s, is that, isn't it, Dave? Yeah. Anyone want to guess what uh, chemical compound I am this week? Yeah, I better ask the lad. He's a chemistry teacher. MDMA. No, no, close. Chemical compound, don't know. Methamphetamine. <clears throat> no, never tried that one. Mm, F, mm, it's caffeine. Some, it's caffeine. Some sort of alcohol. Oh, caffeine. Caffeine. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how true this is actually, but I heard the most precious liquid on earth is actually uh, toner, pr- a printer, printer ink. It's the most expensive. Expensive, sorry, that's what I should have. That's how I should have worded. Is, yeah, is it own brand or third party? <laughs> I don't think it makes any difference, mate. <laughs> it does with prints. <laughs> yeah, hundred and six quid it is to fill up my printer. How many cartridges? Well, it's ten, but they're only I think 30, 13 mil. It's, you know, I should have gone for one the cartridge. Hundred and quid. No, 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 no. That's that's for the whole. 10 but the trouble is that's cheap then they're about 30 pounds no it depends Canon pro 9000 one yeah. yeah i mean obviously the, the better printer you got the bigger tanks you know i should have perhaps gone up for the next the next printer up to be honest with you i mean i was talking to owen about this and he went for the next printer up um and it does cost him i think something like 400 quid to, to fill up his printer yeah. but the tanks are a lot bigger so when you kind of work out how many millimeters you get for 500 quid compared to how many millimeters i get for 100 pound it is it is it is better you know to, to how long does that last you for dan oh mate I, I i do struggle a little bit with with my printing um because every time i look at it on the screen even though i calibrate and I send off all the all the bespoke profiles, the paper profiles. It never quite comes out exactly how I, I see it on the screen. Mm. Um, so when you say how long does it last, it depends. If I can get a print to print fairly quickly, then they do last obviously quite a while. But if I'm printing perhaps... Test. You mean you're testing a lot there? Yeah, yeah if I'm doing a lot of test prints, then, you know, my printing to... to, to kind of photos ratio is, is not very not very good not very cost effective so you still prefer that so you still prefer that than send it to a pro lab then yes yeah? definitely yeah Why is that then, I, say, Why? I say i say yes definitely i've never sent it away to a pro lab but i like to print it i like to look at it and then because i found that since i've been printing my photos 
I can see so much more in my prints than I could on the screen. Yeah, as soon as you've got something physical, it's as if it's more tangible to your eye. Yeah. As Jamie will know with print, when you're doing some print runs, and as in if you're doing a print run with texting or you're proofreading, you always spot the mistakes when it's all done. Yeah. You know, so it's always good to keep printing. Have you never tried a continuous ink system on your printer? No. What's that? Well, you, you can you, you can you can do it, but you have to kind of break your printer to do it. Depends what printer you've got. You can you can basically buy tanks and the slot onto the side of your printer, and you fill them up with like a syringe. It works out a lot cheaper. You can have bigger tanks, and you connect your print heads to like ribbons, if you like. They're a bit like oh, right. tubes that connect to your print head, and then you you, you get a lot more. Um, for your for your money, but the ink's cheaper because you, you're not buying it in a cartridge, so yeah. you're just buying these jellied bags of ink, if you like, and right. then you kind of shringe them and pop them into your continuous ink system. Have a look at it. It's, yeah, but what well, happened to you? Because you didn't have a great experience, did you, Gal? When you sent your images away once? No, that was um, basically what what I didn't realise because I don't print very often. Although I do a bit more now. I've actually been given a printer, which was really good. But uh, I never used to print. And I never realized that the the image that you see on the screen is actually considerably darker than, or, or is considerably darker if you send it to print because you've got the backlight of the screen yeah. lighting up the image. So you have to knock, knock up the uh, uh, exposure like half a stop, maybe even a stop to get it printed. So I sent a load off. And specifically one, I really liked the look of, and I thought, oh, that'll look really good on art paper, not knowing anything about art paper whatsoever. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that'll look really good on a bit of art paper. Um, and it came back terrible, really awful, and I was, like, gutted because I'd spent about 60 quid. All of the prints were dark, and that one, which I was really hoping was going to turn out well, was awful. So, yeah, but I've got, I've got my head around it now. When I do send off, I know that I just need to knock the exposure up a bit, and that normally fixes yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, the, the profiles don't, does it say, oh, you download our profiles, but I, I find that you still need to adjust. And you, like Darren, you're saying there, you print off. It's the only way. If if, you, if you're there with a printer, you can see it and go, ah, can you just, you know, alter this a bit? But when you send them off, like Gary, I, I've had the same work. Mm. It, different print houses do different. Some people don't care and they're running off that many prints. You've got to set it right. But Sal Digital, I'm not pushing them at all because they might have been terrible for some people, but I've had really good experiences with them doing aluminium prints. So, um, yeah, they, again, they take the time and they look at your work and, and they'll email you back and say, do you know you've got this a little bit dark? Or, and Yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah. I use Loxley and all the prints you see behind me there. Oh, Loxley. All by Loxley. That yeah. print there... The Yorkshire Dales, it came back with a scratch on it, but it's on um, fabric paper, sent it straight back, sent one straight away. Really good customer service, and really good. Yeah, good they're a good printer, Loxley. Came from a greetings card manufacturing background, and there they've upgraded into It's ironic, really. I, I buy about 50 million quids worth of print in my job, but I don't print anything myself. I haven't got a printer, <laughs> I don't print anything at home. It's uh, it's funny actually because my, my wife said to me, like, what this is a little while back why do you go out and take all those photos just to have them on your screen 
Yeah. Why don't you print them out? Because what's the end product if you don't? And I was like, well, I like, you know, I like to go through my Flickr archive and look at them. But actually having someone on a screen is, uh, sorry, having someone on print is so much better. It's, it's, it's yeah. like, like I say, it's, yeah. tan- it's tangible. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. It's, you know. yeah. it's fa- that's, that's a fair <clears throat> comment. But also don't forget when you print it out, very few people see it. Mm-hmm. So when you share some something online, you get far more feedback. So it's not it's not yeah. necessarily no result if you don't yeah. print. And you get that buzz from the feedback occasionally as well, don't you? But don't you find that you know you enjoy the prints if they're on if they're on the wall? I mean, I, I've got two hanging in the kitchen, and one of them is what you guys mentioned the other day. You know them three boats at, at Pin Mill. Yeah, but the mill. other one, yeah. I mean, don't mean that them three boats at Pin Mill. That's uh, you know, I I think it's a it's a beautiful photo. I absolutely love that photo. But the other photo that I've got framed is with you and I, Dave, when we wild camped on the glitters, and then we had that temperature inversion. Now that photo is a is a great photo. I love that photo. But every time I look at it. I just, it brings back all these emotions of of, of me, me and you doing the hike because that was the yeah. first hike that I ever did. I didn't know if I could do it because I had so much weight on my back and on my front. And, uh, you know, but kind of wild camping up there. So I, every time I look at that photo, it's so much more to me than than just the photo. I think that's why you should print. I'm quite guilty of, of not printing because all the printing I've done has either <clears> been commercially or for gifts so I haven't got any of my own prints. Um, but uh, I really should do something about that, I think. Jeremy, what are you drinking? What are you well, I've just filled up on a, on a Spitfire. Can I say that I'm so annoyed with Darren for stealing the winning beer last week? Did you see that? Did you read in the comments for I last did. week? I did. I just... Every- just comment after comment. I just went those through rankings with his hero to hero in one video. You did. I was well impressed. Just just shows what a Guinness does. Absolutely. So to try and combat it, which I don't really got to stand much chance, but I've got Spitfire, I've got Hobgoblin IPA, and oh. I've got two triple XBs from Batesman. Bloody so hell! That's my attempt to try and long topple you. <laughs> Well, uh, well, we know James is on his cup of tea. Are you back at Yorkshire? Yeah, back at Yorkshire. Uh, what, what's Darren on? What's Darren having? I'm still on the Guinness. And what's David on? Oh, now, I, I have to give public thanks to a chap who wrote a comment in on the last one, a chap called Thurlow Dave, who lives not too far from here. Uh, I was bemoaning the fact that the Purple Moose Brewery had shut down for the duration. That's right. Dave wrote in and said, ah, they've reopened for online orders. So by Tuesday, a case of Purple Moose Glaslin had arrived. And by Friday, I've got a couple of bottles left. (laughs) Whoa, brilliant. That's (laughs) a great story. Lovely. Gal? And uh, Gal? Me, I'm on um, Italian blush wine. (laughs) No, not really. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm drinking. I'm drinking Lefe tonight. A bit oh, of leaf. A bit of leaf, which, yeah. is, which I really like. And I thought I'd be. Uh, I thought I'd be. Uh, you know, a little bit uh, topical. I'm drink. Also, got some Corona. There's oh, a, a dirty hangover in the morning. <laughs> well, on the Lefe, definitely. I used to drink. Do you remember? I don't know if you. Uh, 
Do you ever have uh, Ho Garden? Oh, Ho Garden. Garden. Yeah. Oh my god, Jesus! The hangovers used to get from that were chronic, but I love drinking it. So yeah, but we all know you'll be on the blush as soon as we finished. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And a packet of lemon puffs, <laughs> fruit-based beer for the lady. I'm on the pint cans. Oh, big boy cans. Yeah, training. So still, right. still with Strongbow, just just the pint cans. A well, getting back on to photography, and I thought of a question. Nothing to do with prostate, so everybody can relax this week. <laughs> but I, it got me thinking because I was shooting. I always shoot with my Canon uh, M6 or my on my B roll, and I just shoot on 1080p. Yeah. Um, but just recently with my Sony, I was shooting some some B roll with that, and I was shooting 4K. And it just blew me away, you know, the real difference in in quality between the two. And then I think, you know, like Canon, uh, Canon's new camera is going to be shooting 8K. Yeah. Um, you know, do you think? Do you think they'll ever get a time when video just becomes so good that it will actually? It's not worth even taking photos anymore. You might as well just take a, just take a video and then just pick a frame out. You can do that now, can't you, with 4K? 4,000 pixels, yep. longest edge, so you can take a still from a video now, but I think where you're going is, uh, it's like a, a line from Back to the Future, mm. where we're going with cameras, we won't need cameras. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. It's like if you, you know, I, you know, we, we're all sitting there kind of, you know, especially if you, if you was doing, let's like, say, wildlife or sports or something that's really fast moving or even kind of, you know, just waiting for uh, the, the sun to kind of perhaps poke through a tree every now and again when you get that nice kind of burst and you're, and you're constantly there, you know, with, with your finger on the trigger. I mean, you just, just let the camera run for 10 minutes and then just pick the best steel. But let's yeah. be honest, though, where's the fun in that? There is no fun. It's it. You know, the, the whole... The enjoyment the, is just going to take completely out of it, isn't it? Out of the equation. Yeah, the whole point of photography for me is the joy of getting the shot, not necessarily, like, you know, because like you say, if you're shooting on uh, 8K, you can just leave it running and just pick with the best one. But then that's, you might as well just put it down and go down a pub and then come back and pick your shot and that's that. So No, but we're talking about us because the six of us are photographers and we enjoy doing what we do. But yeah. I'm talking about in the future. Do you think that that is the way it's going to go? Uh, I think it'll be something like Black Mirror, where you'll just blink and take a picture. You know, you'll be like, like that. Well, you know, your eyes will be linked up digitally and all that business. Let's face it, the best picture you'll ever see is the one through your eyes. I actually think what will happen, uh, and I saw something on this, and it, uh, I think it was Google, and you just draw a picture, and then Google brings in the images from the web and and puts it together as a composite. And that, that I think that's what will happen with people. The people who are too lazy to take photos, they'll say, I want a photo of a waterfall. I'll just draw a blue line down here. And I want a, I want a, a mountain, so I'll draw a green bit on the screen here. And then Google goes off and it actually picks those, com, you know, from, from photos online, puts it all together and there's your photo. That's what will happen if people can't be bothered. That's scary. So that's the end of landscape. No, no. Well, no, well it, is, it is for them. Of course it is. It is for but it wouldn't be for it wouldn't be it wouldn't be for me. I think it makes it more of an art form for us because it, you can have these auto generates. Like I said about black black mirror, where you take pictures with your eyes. But there's something about the heart and soul that overrides a computer, that overrides a system. 
something about emotion and feeling that we all have, why we go out, why we take pictures, that makes all our content original. I don't think that'll ever be replicated. Maybe Just by artists make... like Francis Bacon or, you know, they'll never be replicated. Maybe you can make it comparable to music. You know, musically, you can you can you can do everything through a computer and a synthesizer yeah. without without touching any keys or playing any strings. But you can always tell good music that's played live on a guitar or on a piano. It is completely different, isn't it? So even though it's possible to to make music electronically, you know, or with software, most you know the real stuff's live. You can't beat the real stuff. That's a good point. I like that. That's that's filled me with uh with hope actually it's, that, it's also fair to say that you know unless your camera takes 8k 60 frames a second at raw you're probably not going to use the output because if you grab a frame you, you've lost most of the data mm. the mm. other thing is if, if you're talking of 8k video and then picking a frame from it you're going to need thousands of bloody NAS drives to store the images and the video files. You are, but, but you can you can use a crop of that. You can crop really, really close in though, can't you? Especially like, uh, yeah. yeah. So you yeah. might have more freedom. I, I, th I always think there's benefits to technology, but nothing will ever, uh, nothing will ever like do what we are as individuals and how we see and think. And that's, I love that. Mm. Technology will never will never replicate the human soul, basically. No. And it's fair to say that no matter how good technology gets, it's unlikely that any of us would be inspired by a photographer that goes, well, here's a frame that my camera caught. There you go. Take it or leave it. Everything that you get presented with that you engage with positively has probably been thought through and then post-processed and th there's something more behind it than grabbing a frame. Yeah. I never actually said who I'd hang on my wall in that. And I think this stands out even more going off what we're saying now. Because Ali, Mally, can I stop you? Yeah. Be before we carry on, it's, it's whose photo, not the person. Right. So just, Yeah. It's who, it, I don't want you to hang a person on the wall. <laughs> oh, okay. Because that could be a completely different answer, couldn't it, Mally? Yeah, that's got I, a different, that's a different that, topic altogether. Now you've given me an idea. There's <laughs> <laughs> few people I'd like to hang on my wall. Mainly female. But this person, that's a good caveat, actually. This person is a, a female, a lady of Rachel Talibat. And oh, yes. Yes. Um, there's something about, we're talking about computers and generating imagery. It's the there's something about it's the, the moment of, of the moment of the image click, the split second that it's a moment in time that can happen once and never ever will anyone ever again yep. get that moment, click that in time. And yep. she stands out for me at the moment. I've been really enjoying her work and I think yeah, I'd hang on a bit. She released some videos as well, aren't she, recently on Twitter, I see. Yeah, 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 super. Yeah. But how many frames will she shoot to get that moment? Yeah, about, yeah does she? Because I surely, yeah, you no. can't be that lucky where no images create no. or replicate some faces of gods in the waves. You've got to shoot no, lots, I, of, lots of frames. I, I genuinely think, like, we watch it anyway. Perhaps you can tell us the computer thing. Yeah, get, get on, drop a comment, Rachel, you yeah. know. But mm. I definitely think that there's something about a connection that she's not just spraying and praying. I think she's so familiar with the, the movement of the ocean 
it's almost like a, a time in a rhythm and then there's a time when you right i now need to capture that shot I, I think you make a really interesting point and something that has cropped up in discussion with me previously when people have said, oh, you know, who, 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 what, who, which photographers do you like? Who are your influences? It's interesting because there are a number of female photographers that I really enjoy. And if pressed, I think it's because ladies are better able to express emotions and the more emotion you can get into a picture, for me, very often, the better it is. It's a good shout, that, David. Yeah, I think that's a fair um, comment. Yeah, I think that's fair. If Verity any... Milligan. Verity Milligan is another one. That was yes. one of mine, Gary. Yeah, yeah definitely yes. Verity, yeah. Yeah, some of the stuff around the Lake District. She took one shot that I've seen with the mist rising, and, and there's, a, there's a small island, and there's a boat in front of it, and it's in autumn, and it's absolutely gorgeous. I think that's... a stunning picture but it's not just that she can make birmingham look nice <laughs> because of the emotional content because because of the connection to the landscape it's because yeah. she doesn't vlog who said last week about i think it was gary who said about the rock in the foreground and you know every there's this formula of people go out and there's a rock foreground mid-ground and then mm. you know and, and there's this formula and i think there's something to be said about that it's not a sexist comment this at all. I, I agree with David. I think there's a, an emotional uh, connection with the landscape. And I, I, I really do think that as photographers, we should all look at that more. There's, 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 a lady on, there's a lady on Anglesey that you probably haven't heard of, but if you get a chance, just, just Google her name. She's called Cheryl Hamer. And she specializes in really pastel ethereal coastal scenes you'll never see her up a mountain um a lot of multiple exposure a lot of icm but in every case not just for its own sake in a way that really enhances the mood of what it is she's shooting um and she's influenced me quite a lot in terms of my coastal photography mm. Mm. Sounds talking lovely. about your talking about uh mally you were just saying you know i was talking last week about the the formulaic sort of classic shot. Yeah. I was trying to think back to where I got that from. And I remember now it was, uh, I think it was on Twitter. Someone had posted uh, uh, an article and it was something like the last 12 months of a particular photography magazine. I can't remember which one it was, but literally they posted, I think it might've been nine, the nine last nine months worth of copies all side by side. And literally they were all, essentially the same shot just in different locations yeah you know they're exactly the same composition exactly the same foreground in the same shape with the mountains in the same shape and even if it wasn't mountains it was something else that formed that shape in the background and it seems to be that is the mm. you know the, the formula that works yeah of the day you know the mm. formula of the day is to have that thing and you what you look at some photographers who are you know brilliant and and but they all follow that formula yeah. They, when they post an image, they post it, and suddenly everyone's like, "Oh yeah, great shot, great shot, great shot." And I'm like, "Well, I can see why they're saying great shot because it's following the formula, the trend." Are you following someone else? Yeah. So you, when the so the rules of composition. So when it's the composition lacks emotion, I think all of us here are quite emotional individuals. So it's an interesting thought that that when does composition and emotion they're colliding with each other? You, you, you know. That's re I really like that, actually. I'm going to 
draw the conversation linked in a way to something I saw on social media this week, which was um, somebody asked what makes a good landscape photographer and uh, a well-known landscape photographer that we all know really well, um, some more than others, made a comment. And it was a bit of an epiphany for me, really, because it was one that I know James has made a few times on some of his vlogs around. Um, and I'll, I'll read out. I'll read out what he put because I thought it was quite interesting. He said, someone who doesn't follow trends and plows their own furrow, regardless of pleasing others, is not just about the quality of the image. Any bleep, uh, it might give you a clue to who this is, uh, can make a good image these days, and there's plenty that do. A coherent body of work or projects that contain a narrative and also separate the wheat from the chaff, as opposed to amassing a collection of disparate images that bear a remarkable resemblance to everyone else's. And I thought, he's absolutely know right. You know, it's... I know that is. Okay. That's Nick Livesey. It is. It is Nick. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and I thought to myself, he's spot on. And for me, I thought back about what I've done in the last two or three years, and I've gone out to various places and I've shot stuff. And I wouldn't say that, apart from the stuff maybe I've done at Holmfen and the rest of it, there's no collection of work or body of work that I could say represents me. It's just a collection of images that I've taken around the place. And it made me think, okay, I like that. Maybe what I need to try and do is to look at creating a body of work to represent me as a photographer that then other people will say, yeah, that work has been produced by Jamie because I can recognize it. It's in his genre, it's in his theme, it matches his style. And does that make us a good landscape photographer? Because we've developed that theme and body of work that people respect and understand. And you mentioned some people already, that lady at Anglesey, mm-hmm. you know, she does that work and you recognize her for that. So, yeah, I mean, it's a really good point because the thing about Nick and I've been out with Nick and What's really interesting, we talk as landscape photographers about, oh, what you leave out of the composition is as important as what you put into the composition. What Nick does is takes it to the next level and what what he bothers pointing his camera at. Because when I've been out with him, he didn't get his camera out of his bag once and he's looked around and gone, nah, no, there's nothing here. I'm leaving it all out for today. And I think that, you know, that has a lot to do with it. And we talked about last time out when we we got together and we talked about, oh, you know, there are times when you just go out and enjoy the landscape and don't bother trying to capture some pixels. You see, I feel like I'm the same as Jamie. Um, And I think when you said to me last week, James, about, you know, when I talked about my processing and you said, oh, if you know, do you not want to over, over process it? Because you're frightened of of kind of coming away from your brand. brand, But I don't feel that I, that I have a brand. And I think because, and like we said on Pubcast 1 or 2, you need to be really inspired by a, a, an area, I, I feel. Now, because I'm not overly inspired by East Anglia, I shoot East Anglia when I can't get to Snowdonia. So my point is, I think if I lived, say, in Snowdonia or the Lake District and I didn't want to leave that area or I lived on a coast that had like really aggressive waves, you know, and I think, you know, my genre is, is coastal photography. I think perhaps then I would start to build up a braid, but uh, a, a brand, but I, I feel that I tend to flip from one thing to another, not because I want to, but because where I live, I feel like I've got no choice. There's a reason for a brand though, isn't there? The, the, the reason for the brand is, is it's commerciality. So what we do as, as, as individuals 
is it's all right saying develop a style, but we're being we're being told to develop the style because we need to make money. We need to be commercial. I don't. Yeah, but you. Yeah, but I look at James's photos. I look and I know that's James. You know, when when I see well, nine yeah. times out of ten, you know, I look at I look at a photo, and if 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 six of us was to put images up now, I could tell you which one would be James's. Because James likes the process in that way, he gets that mood. He kind of gets that feel. Yeah, I, I kind of disagree with that though, because I know what you're saying. You, you would recognise our pictures, and I, I, definitely James would be the one to what you're saying. But I, I do think if you go down the path of, of what you're saying about brand, and I think you're then going towards commerciality, and then you're going towards limitation you're then heading down a path of limitation. Yeah, but I think the point was, because I don't, I don't think this is necessarily, because we, we talked about this in the last podcast, didn't we, about processing and how we can get similarities. I think this is more around representing a body of work, so a collection of images that all link together or tell a story or take you through a journey or something like that. And I think that's something that, I think that's where the point was. It's not necessarily about all being processed in the same way. It's about all on a similar theme oh, and if point. you follow somebody you want to understand a bit more about what they're doing and what they've, what they've done not necessarily in terms of where they've been but just I guess just collecting collectively bringing those images together which I don't tend to do I just got a lot of disparate images really I think I think the biggest way that you can if you I mean I'm not talking about build a brand at all in terms of commercial venture but the biggest way you can forge a, a style of your own in my opinion is to shoot what you love shoot what you love and if you go out enough and shoot what you love then that will show come across in in your images you know yeah. it's like uh, you know don't worry don't worry if don't worry if nick livesey says that you need a i'm not saying i'm not disrespecting nick but don't worry if nick livesey says that you need a a body of work that's all you know um comparable and, and knits together well just do what you like do what you love do what you enjoy it's your hobby you know yeah, but if you can't get to the places that you absolutely love, I think like Jamie, you get it gets mixed up a little bit because you have to be, you know, you have to go to the coast one week, perhaps go to the woodlands, then get to the mountains when you can, then come back to the woodlands, bit in the fens. You know, I think, as I say, if you lived in a place that you, can you imagine how lucky you are to live in a place that you didn't want to leave? Look at Dave. How many, Dave, 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 how many times have you been... How many, how many times have you been to the Lake District, Dave? Once. Well, there you go. Not and what, why is that? Because uh, you lot were there. <laughs> no, why, don't you, why don't you go more? Because I'd be driving past better scenery to get to it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but, I kind of, I, but I love that diversity. I, I love the fact that, I mean, I, I get what you're saying completely, Darren. I, I do. But I love the diversity. I love the fact that, you know, when I can get to somewhere like Snowdonia, I'm, I'm, I'm there. But I like, you know, going and shooting a bit of street or going and shooting uh, something in the woods or hopping over to, to the sea, you know, every now and again. I like that diversity. And for me, yeah. that's kind of keeps it fresh. Yeah. If, if I lived on Anglesey, like Dave does, I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to shoot on Anglesey and Snowdonia every, every day. I'd want to go somewhere else. I, you know, I would. As much as I love it there. I'd still want to go to the fence or I'd want to go to, you know, I want to go to Scotland, but equally I want to go down to Dorset, yeah. you know, as much as that. So Yeah, Dorset coastline and Jurassic yeah. coastline, some yeah. beautiful places. I think that's where the benefits of a project 
comes into itself. Mm. If you've got an opportunity where you can home in and just focus on a certain location, return, return, yeah. uh, back to the same location and just yeah. tweak the composition, then surely that's going to that's gonna improve your, your work anyway. That was, that was what I was thinking of, James, when I read that, was that, you know, I know you've started a project and, and I want to start this project as well in Hong Fen. And it was that thought process is going through yeah. my mind is like going back again and again and challenging yourself to find better compositions, different compositions, yeah. different, different Just uh, stick to the same. Yeah, and it just gives, it just helps improve as well, as well as creating that sort of style. Um, uh, not saying you stick there all the time, but it just gives you that project, doesn't it? Because what, what I want to do at the end of it, I'm doing a Yorkshire Dales project. What, they, what I want to do and the end product is a book. I want to, I want to do my own photo book. Yeah. Mm. And that is some sort of accomplishment from it. some sort of reward. Yeah. Mm. I totally agree with that. A hundred percent because I watched a gentleman on the um, Now Landscape. Is it? Yeah, I think Now Landscape. And there was a like a documentary type thing of it. He's a very famous photographer. I'm sorry, I forgot his name. And he did a study He's on a stream. And it was just a stream and nothing else for 20 years. He kept going back to the stream and photographing the stream. And it really inspired me because the stream was no bigger than a stream that's round the corner from me. And what he produced, a book, he produced... It produced lots of work, a great body of work from that. And I thought, well, we can all do what Gary's saying. We can go off. I, and I completely agree with Gary. I love variety. I love mixing it up. But, Jamie, good luck with the project, mate, because there's nothing better than having something to focus on, like James with his, you know, his craggy stone foreground leading lines and the curved landscape. And each and every one of us, I think, I think the project we have, it, it becomes soulful. It becomes a little bit more than just going it's out. Your pride and joy it becomes personal to you as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, Darren's got that with his tits at the moment. <laughs> Robins won it. I'm seeing more Robins than tits. To yeah. Well, I, I must admit, I found a, a, a great bush where the tits hang out today. Yeah. Uh, it trimmed um, or? No, I did. No, it was it was at work today, and I just stood there this morning, and, and I just. This is, this is the place for tits. <laughs> so, was there any swallow involved? Or? No, I didn't see them. No, I didn't see them at all, mate. Can you um, um, give me some advice on getting tits in my garden, mate? Because I'm having, I'm having major fat bowls. As your fat bowls, <laughs> I've got. How very personal. If you fat bowls, give them a squeeze into a log, you'll oh. get tits. I've done that though. I've done that. I've drilled, I've drilled some holes. I've, I've pushed the old, you know, fat balls into the holes. I've got some stuff up. Nothing. Not, not pigeons. Pigeons, but nothing. <laughs> Bad guys. You're yeah, probably no, getting too much thrush action in your bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Silence. Tumbleweed moments. Please talk amongst yourself. <laughs> Yeah, Gary's Gary's editing this, but no, no, joke, joking aside, you know, like I was at the college today, and and they just got, got some beautiful grounds there. They really have, and I was just there today, and and I, I was just, as I say, in in a part of the the college that I don't kind of normally go. It's quite, it's quite dark. There's some better looking parts I I feel in the grounds, but and then because you can't hear nothing. And then just at the corner of the eye, you just see like a, a little flash, you know, then you have to really search for them. 
And it was only at that point that I realised actually how much wildlife was in this tiny area of the college. So that was actually a good find today. So yeah, joking aside, everything I said, apart from some uh, some innuendo, was was all true. There was some great tits in that bush. We had a couple. We had a couple of questions in that were quite interesting. And I'm what, the three in particular, and I'm going to pitch all three in, and just mix and match, and and let let's just have a chat around it. So Jim Bob wrote in and said, uh, if you didn't vlog about what you do vlog about, what would you vlog about differently? Are there any different aspects of photography that you would cover? John Flanagan asks, uh, is there anything you hate about your cameras? I thought that was quite a good question because I'm sure there's something we all hate about our cameras. Uh, and finally from John Pusey was, assuming your current camera didn't exist, what else would you purchase? I suspect we won't get many answers on that one. But yeah, you know, cameras, what do we hate? What do we like? And uh, what would we vlog about if not landscapes? Actually, my, my Canon started playing up. Um, maybe someone has an answer to this, but all of a sudden it started overexposing really badly. And I know I, I, know I got it really wet uh, when I was in Wales on, in February, but uh, it seems to have been all right. And now all of a sudden when I'm taking shots, it's blowing out large areas even if I'm like bumping the exposure compensation on the histogram on the actual screen, it, it, it looks like it's okay. It looks all right. And as soon as I take the shot, it's blown, it's blown out half the shot. So, so are, the, are the raw files all right then, Gary? No, no, they're really? all blown. The histogram's I, I, fine? Yeah, the histogram, the histogram on the camera is reading that it's fine. So I'll take the shot and then it's blown, like half the shot's blown out. All the highlights are really gone. And that's only a really recent thing, and I don't know what's causing it. I don't know whether I've changed the setting. I don't know whether I'm doing something wrong. I just I can't work it out. So if anyone knows, if anyone's had a Canon 5D Mark III and has had an issue like that before, no, that's why you know what the solution is because I just can't work it out. And you got it pretty wet, go old Gary, didn't you? You know, I did get it. Yeah, I did. But it's been all right, and now all of a sudden, I changed it to spot metering, and on spot metering, it it, it works okay. But then it's, it's really underexposing, like the the areas that you know aren't aren't blown, if you like. So it could just be that I'm I'm now taking a completely different type of of shot, and it is very bright at the moment, and there is quite a lot of um, dynamic range. But it just seems odd. It seems like something's not quite right to me. Mm. <laughs> that killed the conversation, didn't it? <laughs> That's another edit. <laughs> Just got okay. some tumbleweed there. <laughs> yeah, so basically, don't ask, don't ask us anything. We, we haven't got a clue. <laughs> to me, that sounds electrical. That sounds like something's not reading on the chip. It, it's a connection, isn't it? It's yeah. like a sensor mal, not mal reading something. Yeah. Firmware update or a reset of your camera. Maybe a reset battery out. Do all that. Press yeah. twelve thousand buttons and then pray. I think what I'm going to have to do is as soon as it's. Uh, Lockdown's over. I'm gonna have to take it in and get it looked at. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a question then, kind of re relating to this. Do you think that Gary, you was talking about earlier, like you want to get a, a new lens. I want to get a new lens, but at the moment yeah. I'm really torn. Now I thought I wanted to get a, a 24 to 105. Now I'm thinking, do I get the 200 to 600? But obviously we're in very difficult times at the moment. And the photo show is coming up in September. Do you think this will have this lockdown 
and the the world economy it will have a huge impact on camera prices so what i'm getting at is do you think it's wise to buy now or do you think in a few months time we're going to see prices drop i don't know i mean quite possibly we're going to see prices drop across the board on on everything because there is no well certain things the demand's gone through the roof because we're all stuck indoors but anything to do like holidays flights you know leisure activities all of those things you're going to find probably excellent deals when we come out of lockdown but um for me purely because i was talking about buying a specific lens that is going to be for lockdown you know i want that lens for my bird photography out in the garden and as soon as lockdown's over i'll put i mean i had I had a 150 to 600, loved it, sold it. So, you know, for me, okay, waiting but, isn't an option. But say, like, you know, all, all five of you guys, like, a, let's say a, a big purchase. Let's say you was all after a new camera. I am. Which is, I am as okay. Well. So you're after a new camera. Are you going to buy that now? Or are you I, I, I don't think it'll make much different because the demand is still there. Mm. For- online purchases i don't think make any difference whatsoever i think i think age for me makes a difference it depends what you're looking for darren i'm quite happy as you know my second down d750 i wouldn't go and buy new i am looking at getting something not sure yet i the panasonic panasonic keeps teasing me the sl1 is it um s1 S1, yeah, that teased me. And so, so you're going to change systems completely, all your lenses and everything, or are you going to get? Uh, I, I was going to run both at the same time, mm. and I was going to use the panel for. I, I want to up my game on video. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed with. Uh, I'm reaching for more. I want to do more storytelling, like Jamie was saying. And this past two weeks, I should have put a vlog out, and I am struggling because quality is the demon on my shoulder at the moment so i have been looking at another system but i do also fancy the idea of having a one lens setup that i can take out do video and do mm-hmm. photography i'm pointing somewhere but david um <laughs> olympus hello um, but i do like the panasonic system i quite like I've, I've held it in my hand as well and it was like ooh. So I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna hold off a little while. What? What? And why are you gonna hold off? I I just feel that maybe the the uh, this is horrible to say. This is horrible. The world we're living in at the moment is is desperate. It, it it's not good. No, we, but that, we're that's, all, we're, that's what we're I'm all, getting at. We're all short for cash, aren't we? We're all working and trying to work. We're trying to make our ends meet, and cameras are the last thing. Right. So you're holding off. You're holding off because it's some so a level of uncertainty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's the exact reason why I think it's going to kickstart when the lockdown stops. They're gonna you're going to get those deals because they want to kickstart their business. They want to kickstart the economy. Yeah, and and so they're going to offer you decent prices for cameras, especially especially not the, the not the very top line cameras, but the ones underneath. You know the the second gen now. XT3, like. yeah, yeah something like that, an XT3 yeah. or a Canon. You know, I don't, I don't know. The probably the the DSLR Canons, as opposed to the mirrorless. I reckon you yeah. can get some good deals on those. 
yeah simply because they're looking to push that and and, and sort of boost their their you know restart themselves kickstart themselves. i just think, I think once this is all over the desire is going to be there it's going to be so overwhelming there'll be no reason why man manufacturers would have to drop the prices i just mm. think the demand yeah it's so it is all about it's all about supply and demand uh, and it's also all about how much they've manufactured in this time as well if they've because they were on lockdown in china and obviously most of the cameras are made over there so they'll have probably had a lot of stock so are they sitting on a load of stock that they want to then send out cheaper or have they not got as much stock because their people have been on lockdown and they haven't been able to manufacture? That's a good point, Jay. I didn't yeah. think of that, mate. So, so it could well be that it depends on what stock they're sitting on. And if they've got enough stock, they'll sell it. And if the demand's out there to buy it, they'll keep it at the same price. If the demand isn't out there, then they'll try and put discounts in place. So a lot depends on what they've done in the last three months. I must admit, for, for me, I, I've got, absolutely zero interest in thinking about gear it's really weird um in the event i had some cash available and we weren't locked down that money in a million years wouldn't be spent on gear it would be spent on traveling somewhere interesting to see friends and take pictures um i i when i switched systems um it was a very very specific thing that doesn't apply to most people but it met my needs and having met my needs 18 months on i don't care couldn't what care you, less about gear what do you think about your video david have you done any recording for, see i'm i'm on about a new system for I'm, I'm thinking dual purpose as in it's gonna fill a gap yeah that i feel's important raising my game and quality have you done any video on your olympus oh yeah yeah i, I walk around and stand in front of it and do a piece to camera quite often yeah, but you got the new, you bought the new Sony, didn't you, Dave, for, for blogging? Yeah, absolutely, I did. Yes, you're absolutely. How was that? Um, it's fantastic. I absolutely love it. But it, it was simply because the teeny tiny little action camera size sensors I was using were terrible for dynamic range. So th that's all it was. Into if I need to do a piece of camera, I can walk around in front of my main camera, flip the screen around, and I bought that system because the screen flips round stand in front of it i can do a piece to camera i don't need to change lenses the autofocus isn't bad happy days but for me as a photographer i i don't care about equipment at all as long as i can get a half decent set of pixels that i can work with that's all i care about and you guys have all got good kit and let's be fair the likelihood of the photo show happening in september is pretty slim yeah, I and agree. Let, let's Next be year, fair. If by September we can all get out again, the most important thing on my radar is having a having a pubcast meetup somewhere <laughs> where where you know we take the piss out of each other in front of our faces. But also, <laughs> but but like I said, what, I, I can't stress enough that the most important thing about photography is the passion and desire and enjoyment. And whatever bit of kit, whatever bit of metal and tungsten and magnesium and plastic you happen to have in your hands, who cares? I, I totally agree with you, but that's easy to say when you've got a good vlogging system. <laughs> I'd say, though, Manny, that, that you, I would never want, I would never want a single camera in, to take my stills and my, and my vlogs with. I, I, I would find that. Mm. a nightmare yes because because how do you how do you talk to 
how do you explain what you're doing? You need to separate the two, you, don't you? Yeah, because yeah, you, you need yeah, the camera pointing at what you what you're talking about. I wouldn't say, be getting rid of my neck on, but right. I'm I'm quite I'm quite upset and annoyed by GoPro. Sorry, GoPro, but you are. Oh you? yeah, well, I can't blame you because GoPro shit, really, aren't they? But, it's but it's it. amazing for quickness. Amazing for getting the me. practicality side of a GoPro is is very good. I mean, I've thought about it using as just for B roll. Yeah. Uh, can I just say though, Mally, the most important thing about your vlogs is your character. Mm. Uh, yeah. So you you bring in a new camera system. What what great difference is that going to be? I, yeah, I personally yeah. feel myself I need to express more story and better quality video. I, I, I just feel it like a, a bit of a monkey on my back that I can have be me and do what I do, but I, I then want to have something that's produced. I feel like I need to keep raising my game like we all do. I, I'm happy you with mean a dual, a dual camera system. So I use a G7X, I mean, I'm in 50. I film at some same time, yeah. So you're not missing moments. Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah but moments. The fact that I can have two cameras set up. I'm not just doing because all my vlogs. I'm holding it. I'm like that, talking away. Blah blah. blah. And that's you, Molly. That is you, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's what people love. That's why people subscribe to you. Absolutely, Mally. Look what you've achieved over the last what two or three years since you've been vlogging, and how you've grown so big. And that's because people love you for who you are as a personality and the way you come across on camera. I and if you make it all cynical, take these compliments, Jim. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Whose channel is this going out on? <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Cool. So oh yeah, it's going out on Mally. Yeah, but Gary's yeah. editing it. <laughs> Get that lot out, mate. That's going out, mate. That's going out. But we said, look, look at look at Tom Hayden. He started. He started off on an iPhone, didn't he? Now look at yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. I do get your point, Manny. I do get your point. And, and someone once said to me that um, something along the lines of, you know, once you get to a point where you, you feel like you've done as much as you can with the current system and you want to do more and it's holding you back, then move on, you know. And I get that. But, I mean, I shoot all my videos. All my videos I shoot with my GoPro and my phone. I like the phone. I'm enjoying the gimbal and the phone. The problem I have with the gimbal and the phone, and I get, I bet all you guys have the same thing, is the bloody audio. I oh, see, but I use, I use external, I use external audio. Maybe that's what I need. Then forget the new camera. I need the, uh, I need some kind of clip-on for me. Yeah, broad go. This is yeah, it. they're brilliant. Plugs into your camera. Wireless. That's what you use, Dave, isn't it? Yeah. Well, could you yeah. imagine relying on that microphone with the GoPro? What, the GoPro microphone? No, no, relying on that Rode, Rode. Uh, Go microphone and with the GoPro. No, no just, just spend 75 quid on a Zoom H1. Yeah, that's what I've got. And then that's ah. your problem solved, mate. I, I'm too quick. I can't, I can't be sinking on. You can't be sinking. I can't be doing with that. Man, it's the easiest thing to do. It is a do you know how many cuts I do? Do you know how much? It's, it's so money, easy, though. though. Sink it all. Sink, it, sink the whole lot and then cut afterwards. Oh, no, I can't work like that. I can't work like that. <laughs> I look back. I look back on some of my early vlogs when I was doing that sinking before I got that road thing, and because I was trying to think of a vlog the other day where I'd do some outtakes, and I look back at some of my stuff, and it was like, clap, and then I started talking, 
clap and started talking just to get that peak. So you yeah, can yeah. Together because I didn't have one of those fancy whistle things that you can do to get the peak in. So I was just like clapping all the time. I thought, you prat. <laughs> Premier oh, Pro does a really good job though. Premier Pro does a really good job of syncing. You don't have to clap. Mm. You just you just get it somewhere around correct and then just sync it, and it's really good. Is it really right? That's interesting because yeah. I've yeah, never done really it. I've never done it. So easy. If I can do it, mate. Anyone, you know, I'm I'm the luddite of of the group here. You you all know that. And if I can do it, anyone can do it. Look at that! Look at that grin on Dave's no, face. It's funny. It's funny because it's true, isn't it, Dave? <laughs> oh, poor old Dave. Dave, how'd you do this? Dave, how'd you do that? <laughs> we covered the subject, but the the question, by the way. What was no, the question? No, I don't think so. Was it three questions that we hadn't answered one of them? <laughs> what camera would you use if you didn't have the one you have? What don't you like about your current camera? And what would you vlog about if you didn't vlog about landscapes? We haven't answered any of them. So oh. perhaps I'll answer one. Oh. I'll answer one. Go on, then. The Nikon, I have a little doofer that is like, a, instead of the two-second beep, 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 take the picture, I have a little Amazon doofer that lets me take a picture on a long exposure for bulb. And every time you turn the camera off, it disconnects the infrared controller from the bloody camera. And it's like, I need to get, and, and you go to, oh, I have to go through the menu, put it back on, select me infrared controller, and off we go again every single time. Screw you, Nikon. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nikon and, and GoPro completely screwed then tonight. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else? Only system. Manny's not going to be brand nah. ambassador for either of those, are you? Yeah. I think it's fair to say, that apart from Gary's street and a bit of wildlife, most of us would still be landscape vloggers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Do you know what? I, I could not photograph any people, regardless of what it was, weddings, portraits, anything. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Tell you something, Darren. Every time, like, I don't know whether it's just me, but <laughs> whenever I go out and I photograph, if, if I've done a wedding or, and I've done all right, people are happy, but I get a lot of ugly faces. As in, <laughs> I seem to have this magical timing of taking a picture when a person looks at the worst. Oh, right, I see what you mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... Does that make it more interesting, though? Well, at work, I have to photograph new starters, and they come in, and I've got this, yeah, like, backdrop of it, like, Premier League, and they stand there with the logo behind them. I'm like, just relax, you know, you can smile if you want, and every time the first picture I take, I turn them into, like, sloth off goonies, <laughs> and I think... I'm really not cut out for this, you know. Hey, that, could work, that could work perfectly, though. Think about it, yeah. You go to town for a bit of wedding work, go and see the bride and say, look how bad I'll make your guests look. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, you'll look great, but look how bad I can make your guests look, mate. That'd work. That, I think that'd work. Luckily, I do get the picture, but I, I know myself now that I have to take two or three because I just end up getting pictures of people... <laughs> you know Mally, it's a podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Faces of Mally looking ugly. How <laughs> about you, Dad? Would you not do Astro if you did uh, didn't do landscape? Because you were into your Astro. I, I, I absolutely loved my Astro. I really did. I but uh, it was just 
the skies in the UK are just too shocking. Yeah, just... but the, the question is vlogging. I mean, that would be the slowest <laughs> vlog in history, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because like, what I was doing was like a 30-minute exposure, and it would be, right, I'm just going to press the shutter button, and let's just wait for 30 minutes <laughs> for that first two, image so to come you'd through. You'd have to take lessons off Mally on how to fill. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, the other problem is you wouldn't be able to see him, would you? here's a dark screen for 30 minutes there's the picture end of vlog having said that having said that alan wallace oh what a great vlogger i mean that is he is one great storyteller um i i I love watching his his i've been meaning to do some astro all week because the the milky way core which is visible at the moment arises behind my pigsty at five minutes past two in the morning. Every night this week, my alarm has gone off and every night I've gone off. I can't be asked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You actually got pigs in your pigsty? No, we got some wheelie bins and some... <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's... You'd have really impressed me there if you said you had pigs in your pigsty. It's oh, no. when he says, feed them to the pigs, Errol. That's when you got. That's when you got to worry. Listen, I, I've had a, I've had a small holding of livestock in the past, and it is not the good life. No, no, I know. So have I. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that smell. Yeah, it seems like a good idea when you're in your sort of early forties. You think, oh yeah, bacon. It yeah, doesn't right. seem a good idea at all. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> It's, no. it's not selling, not selling to me at all. No, you just can't <laughs> wash that smell out at all. It's disgusting. No. I tell you, I talking, I going kind of loosely back to what he was saying about um, what would you like to do? And and Mally, you're talking about vlogging. I said to you, Dave, uh, this was I think we when we was last together, which was quite it seems years ago now, but it's probably only a couple of months ago. And I actually said to you at the time that I did want to change my style of vlogging and do more kind of voiceover vlogging, which my last three videos have been voiceovers. And I think that they are, well, I know that they're harder to put together. They, it takes me such a long time to put together, but I do think the quality of them is actually better because you've got time to think as long as you've got enough B roll, yeah. You've got enough time to really think of a story. I mean, the amount of times that I kind of fluff my lines on, on, on a vlog, you know, or I don't realise I fluff my lines and I get home and I just think, oh, why did you say that? And how can I splice that together? For me, the voice of it, they, they link the story together, don't they? And you've but, got to remember that once you're doing recording the voice of, you're actually in the comfort of your own home, aren't you? Well, I must admit, I was gonna, it was going to lead me on to, to give someone a compliment. And that was actually you, James, because I watched your videos, not just recently, but I'm talking like, you know, perhaps a, a year ago. And you would kind of be vlogging out on the field, but then you would interject with some voiceover. And I just thought... Yeah, a bit of variety, that just works so nicely, you know. So, yeah, thanks for that, mate. That kind yeah. of came for you. That and David Attenborough. So I'm kind of a crossover between David Attenborough and um, who's, the, who's the guy off of EastEnders? His name's just escaped Ross me. Kemp. No, not Ross Kemp. Danny Dyer. Danny Dyer. So I'm a cross between David Attenborough and Danny Dyer on my videos. <laughs> I think the thing is, if you... If you do a if you do a voiceover video, you're almost 
it, it's kind of like the equivalent of having a tripod in your in your photography because you've got to take your time Ooh, and you've got to like think that. it over and you've got to storyboard it and you've yeah. almost got to like you know you've got to plan your b-roll plan everything whereas if you're going out and just taking shots and just documenting your day you can wing it but when you do a voiceover it's got you've got to have a plan haven't you but like, mm. like you say you've got to say i need a bit of b-roll for this i need a bit of b-roll for that and and i guess it slows you down and maybe maybe that's why you want to do that because maybe that's more your style now maybe you want to be a bit more well I, 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 the reason one of the reasons i wanted to go down this route even though it's harder i feel to do is because if i'm talking to, to the camera okay what i'm gonna do now i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and i'm waiting for this to happen i'm waiting for that to happen okay i've got the shot and then i get back home and i stick it on lightroom and i just think what a pile of shit. Where do I go now with this video? Because that image is absolutely pants. I know. At least, a fail it sounds video. Fantastic. At, at least with a voiceover, you can then think, right, well, I'm not going to use that bit of filming. I'm not going to use that photo. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to work it that way. So that's the reason. So that's the secret, really, that is because my images are so pants, I have to do a voiceover. No. <laughs> Well, that's must, the old story, though, dear. One, one thing that I've done that people don't realize, perhaps, where I've used voiceover techniques is, one, I, I don't plan it, so I'll take a load of B-roll and then it's just a complete lottery. But where I thought oh, I could say this, that, and the other over it, I've gone outside with my lav mic on and the wind muff and all that, and I've recorded myself outside so you don't get that change in audio quality that says voiceover yeah, alert. Yeah. So you've cheated, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've not done this yet, and I was going to ask actually your opinion on tonight's on tonight's podcast. We're now in what is it? Is it week four or week five? five. Week five. Week five. No, no, no. It's about week two thousand, isn't it? I mean. <laughs> yeah, yet so I, I go out like not because I'm back at work now, obviously. But you know, this I, is going to be a really controversial subject. About yeah, it, it, so it, 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 it is. So Brilliant. I go out for a walk on a Saturday and a Sunday with Helen. Like Helen goes, she's not at work, so she goes out seven days a week. But on a Saturday and Sunday. And we do this walk that's a beautiful walk. We start off, we go past the cathedral, down to the river, walk along the river, you've got the meadow, and then you come to the pits where you've got loads of wildlife. And I think, well, okay, I'm walking. Is it okay to take my camera yeah. with me, a long lens? I'm not, I'm not on a tripod. I'm not like setting up, framing up a composition. But sometimes I've walked down that river and there's been some beautiful swans flying up the river. And I think, oh, if I had my camera, I could go, do, 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 yeah. and that's it. And then carry on it's walking. Not, is your purpose of the journey for your exercise, your walk, or is it a photo trip? That's the key question. It, it's, it, it's, a, it's a walk. It's, exactly. But we, there's there was no talking. reason whatsoever you can't take your camera. Why? Why should anyone deny the fact that you're a photographer? You want to go out and you want to take pictures whilst doing your walk. Precisely. Because Joe Average goes out with his mobile phone and points exactly. it at him. Yeah. Joe Average used to go to a restaurant and point his mobile phone at his lunch. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, 
I, my, my, I take a far better piece of kit to take pictures with because I'm, you know, that's my Joe average. I found out this week, and you can leave this in because I don't care. I found out this week that if you cycle or walk, they're quite happy for you to go down to Sandwin Island. Yeah. Because yeah, my, my, mate, yeah. my mate on the island bumped into NRW who said, yeah, no problem at all, mate. You're cycling down, go for it. Enjoy yourself. Can I just interject to you? Do you know what the problem is? And we all know what it is. I'm not injecting myself with disinfectant, but let's get to the <laughs> fucking point here. Let's get down to the nitty gritty and say exactly what we think. Is common sense needs to prevail. If I'm going out with a fucking camera and I'm taking pictures and there's no one around me for four miles, and you can put this in, Gary, but you'll have to leave it. Uh-huh. Seriously. As any of us doing any harm, it's not like I'm putting my hands on trees for other people to touch those okay, trees. Okay, okay, okay. So, so, so most, here's, most places we go do not get touched by humans. No, they don't. So here's the issue, right? Here's the issue. Go on. And this is where I see go it. Go for it. So there's people on my Facebook who are my wife's Facebook friends, right? And they've gone for a bike ride and they've ridden from... Uh, one place to Bedford Town Centre, which is like, uh, I don't know, five mile wide. And that's Built fine. There, yeah. And that's fine. That's fine, right? And they're sitting there in Bedford Town Centre having an ice cream. And they're like, do you know what? It's completely dead in the centre. It's great. There's no harm. We're not doing any harm. Here's the problem. Here's the problem, right? Is if you're doing it and then your friends are doing it and then someone else is doing it and then 10 other people are doing it and yeah. someone else is doing it, the reason that you are all on your own is because everyone else is abiding by the rules. Okay, everyone else is sticking to the rules. So no, 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 no. Hold on. What about the exercise? No, the exercise is fine. I get the exercise. What? So, what, so what, for what instance, Dar- what Darren's so, talking about? What Darren's talking about is perfectly fine. If he goes out with the camera around his shoulder and he goes through his exercise and he sees some birds and he says, "I'm going to snap those while I'm wandering around." Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, when, it's when you suddenly say, I'm going to take my camera, I'm going to take yeah. my backpack, I'm going to take my vlogging gear, yeah. I'm going to take everything else with me, yeah. and yeah. I'm going to go and make and a vlog. Yeah. I'm going to go and make a yeah. vlog from wherever you go. Then what's to stop matey around and the corner with 5,000 subs? Because they're, they're, they're obviously the not family guys as well. The, the Every Tom, Dick well. and Harry yeah. without common sense. It, it's okay. It. Yeah. The reason that you can get away with doing that is because everyone else is abiding by the rules. And it's as not, soon well, as every, if, if you've got five other people who say, well, I, I'm going to go out to wherever it is and I'm going to make my reason for leaving my house to do a vlog, then that is then wrong because then suddenly you're encouraging everyone else to do it. So if you're just going out on your exercise, your daily exercise, and you're literally just taking snaps while you're out. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Of course there isn't. There's not. But common sense has to prevail. I completely agree with what you're saying. I'd just like to point out, I haven't been out my fecking house for six no. weeks. Yeah. Right. Mm. And David now saying about going to Clamwin Island. No, no, mate, mate. I, I'm going there, but I won't be vlogging it. And I no, won't no, don't anything. get me wrong. Don't but get I, me wrong. I will, I will well, take- other people will then, like Gary's saying, We'll yeah, think, no, he's okay. right. Gary is 100% right. If I go down to Flandwin Island and go, oh, look, here's my channel, here's my vlog, I was at Flandwin, every yeah. other f- will be straight down there. Exactly. 
And yeah. Gary's absolutely True. right. What I'll be doing is sneaking down there like my mate Rich and going, nice bit of scenery, thank you very much, and coming straight home without telling anybody yeah. other than you six guys. And yeah. I look at it in two yeah. ways as well. It's like I look at it and say, well, do you know what? You, you shouldn't be doing that, right? You shouldn't, not, not you, Dave. I'm saying you shouldn't be going out and you shouldn't be taking advantage of the rules and flouting them because no one else is flouting the rules. Flouting well, the rules. Yeah, but then equally, I look at it and say, do you know what? If you want to go out, fine, go out and, you know, infect yourself with this horrible disease and die, you know, and then it'll be your own fault that you've decided to flout the rules because you think that's acceptable and you go out and do whatever you want and don't care about consequences and anyone else. But just, if you're going to do it, do everyone a favour contract it and don't go and spend time with anyone else and give it to them yeah yeah but if you're gonna go out for a walk and you're gonna go out for exercise like i think james has done it perfectly you don't take your tripod and i understand the big camera statement about you may as well take a camera with you yeah. but for me i think if you're gonna go out you're allowed to go out and exercise and what yeah. what frustrates me is the the ground between common sense and idiocy. And I guess because we're faces, small faces, um, we kind of could affect things. And I totally agree with you there, Gary. But common sense surely should allow us, without getting abuse, because people get abuse, for just going out for a walk and taking a picture. And, and that's what worries me. That's what upsets me, is that, we're just going out for a walk as artists to take a picture without really stopping. I'll put this on my Facebook, right? Unfortunately, this disease is killing the vulnerable and the elderly, yeah. right? What it should be killing or what it isn't killing is the stupid, right? If it were killing the stupid, right, the people who don't care and the people who just want to go, like, I don't care, I don't care because... I'm young and I'm fine and even if yeah. I get it, it's going to be a mild dose. Yeah, but what about your mum? And what about your dad and your nan and your granddad and the elderly people that you're bumping into? Those are the people that really matter. Not yeah, you, mess. you idiot. It doesn't yeah. matter if you want to go out and do whatever it is that you want to do, but think about everyone else. Yeah, you make, you make a really good point. And I would like, if at all possible, if we could perhaps leave this bit in. Tomorrow, when this gets published is my mum's 70th <coughs> birthday. You broke up there, Dave. What was that? A uh, bit of static. Yeah. And Happy birthday, Mrs. Griff. Happy yeah. birthday, yeah. Mrs. Griff. Happy That's birthday. Right. What's she called, Dave? What's she called? She's called Jackie Griffiths. Jackie. Happy birthday, Jackie. And she's, birthday. as it happens, James, she's Shalom, from your Jackie. neck of the woods. Oh, really? She lives on Mally's side of the Pennines and hates oh. it. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Understand she, it, sir. She watches all of these all the way through because she's locked down. She's got nothing better to do. Bless her. And she's she exactly her. the sort of person that Gary's just talking about. Because I'm not remotely thinking about jumping in the car and driving up to Preston to stand mm. at the end of the drive mm. and say, yeah. have a happy 17th birthday. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. And... At the end of the day, if I go down to Fandwin Island tomorrow on my bike, it's because I'm going down there to do a bit of exercise, breathe in a bit of sea air, and then scuttle straight home. And nobody apart from you guys will be any the wiser. Yeah. And yeah. that's it. That's the long and short of it. And I think it's a tragedy, an absolute tragedy, that there are so many 
very silly people out there who are not going to be adversely affected by the virus and an awful lot of really sensible unfortunate people who sadly are being mm. right now today and and you know we last week we we did a round of applause for the nhs and i'm sure we would echo that again this week the fact remains that as as mally said we're small faces can i just say we call a spade a spade we are semi-influencers yeah. And if we if we go out and go, oh well, you know, I, here I am on the summit of Mor Shabod, and there's nobody for miles around. Nick Livesey can walk out of his back garden onto the flank of Moyle Shabod and start climbing. Has he done it once? No, no. he hasn't. He no. stayed in his back room and played guitar. Right thinks it is. Can I can I just say? Can we end this vlog with ten seconds of silence and it just ends? And we say. I would like to just dedicate this to all the people who have been lost and have lost lives due to what's happening in the world at the moment. And whether common sense prevails or what, let's just have a minute and a thought, 10 seconds for these people who've died. Because it just is turning into numbers for me. I'm sick of hearing of death as a number. These are family. These are friends. These are people we work with. It's a people we love. But I'll tell you what, what Dave was saying earlier um, about, you know, kind of the, the, the young, I think it was, it was Dave who, who was saying that. I think it's, we know now it's not just the young, it's not just the elderly that can, that can die from this virus. And I think it almost had to see some of the younger generation contracting this and dying from it. Yeah. for the younger generation to actually stand up and think, oh, crikey, this isn't the over-60s. This ain't an over-60s illness. Mm. This is anybody's illness. Yes, everyone. You know? And that is what made me ask the original question. Um, you know, would it be frowned upon, uh, you know, when I go out for my standard walk, it takes literally an hour um, the route that we take, and we have had some cracking mornings, as we all know. There's been yeah. uh, there's been no cloud. You know, living in the fens, that is one bonus. You get, you get to see the sun come up over the, the the horizon. And me and Helen, we walked down to the river. <clears throat> I think it was last weekend, and there was this mist just rolling across. It was beautiful mist rolling across the the river. The sky was orange. And there were so many birds around and there was these huge kind of geese and then there were some swans coming straight. And I just thought, if only I've had my camera with me today. But I did it. And then I thought, well, actually, you know, when you're shooting at two thousandths of a second, you know, this is the good thing with, I suppose, the wildlife. You're not, it's not landscape. You're not on a tripod. You're not standing there waiting. I thought, would anybody mind if I just, you just shot off a couple of frames or is that flouting the rules? Is it going to be frowned upon? It's the common sense thing again, Darren. Nothing. If you're doing that walk and you're getting your exercise and you've got a camera at 2,000th of a second and you're doing a route that's really close <laughs> to home and you're going to be back home within the time it takes you to get to A to B and you're not basically doing anything that's silly, as in they're opening KFC, I believe. Can you believe this? Anyway, I'm not going to get into KFC and all that, but Darren, you're doing something that you have to do. I've put some weight on. I've not been out for six weeks. 
you know, and I, I really do need the exercise. But the thing is, every, everybody's forgotten. There was a period prior to the formal lockdown that was, if you like, the common sense lockdown. Yeah. It just didn't work. It because didn't there work. are too many people out there who are just too stupid. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, had that not been the case, we yeah. would still be in the common sense lockdown. Yeah, bell ends, I like to call them. <laughs> bell ends. Yeah, yeah. Bell end. Have you noticed that the uh, the podcast has got a little bit more sweary the more people drink? <laughs> I, was, I was watching Gary's face every time Mally swore and thinking he's never going to edit this by the end of Saturday. No. <laughs> no. You know, I've only swore twice, haven't I? No. <laughs> well, in your in your head, you might have twice uh, every minute. Twice <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Really? Have I been swearing quite a bit? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. haven't stopped. I've tried to You're just with one constant beep, Mallet. Yeah. This is going to sound like an, an hour of white noise. I think, I think in all seriousness, I think you, you started to get a really poignant moment going there, Mally. And I think it was quite... I think it'd be nice to finish it. And, 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 and yeah, I think man. maybe, I don't know how you want to cut this, Gary, but I think that that point was really good. And I think it it led into a nice ending. So I think, I yeah. don't know how you... Can I just it. make one more point, though? Yeah. 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 Um, the, this this is really, really difficult times for a lot of people. And yeah. you've got to think about the mental health of people. Yeah. And to take someone's ability to go out on the walk and take a photograph, for God's sake, it's yeah. just adding to the pain. Is it yeah. not? Sure. I was, I was listening to... Um, yeah. LBC as I do the other day and they were talking about possibly opening up the the, the fishing lakes um, and the, the, there was a lot of callers kind of coming you know saying well that's ridiculous you know for one fishing is bloody boring uh, and everyone was kind of laughing and kind of giggling you know at, at that kind of comment and, well there's no exercise but the thing is I've spoke about this on the on, on the podcast before fishing for me as I say I went there to to, to catch obviously but it is so peaceful. And what you're saying, James, I think we've got to now think about men, people's mental health. Yeah. I mm -hmm. saw, I, there was, I was coming through Cambridge today and I spoke to Helen about this on the way home. There was a, it was a beautiful sunshine. And as I was coming out of Cambridge, there's a, a kind of a, a row of shops. And above that, there's uh, some offices and some, some flats as well. But it's, the build is probably a couple of hundred years old. And as I was driving up to, there was nothing on the road, but I was driving up to some traffic lights that were red. So I slowed down and, and I just kind of looked up and there was what appeared to be a young girl, because I only kind of see her out the, the corner of my eye. But she was, the window was open and she had her head out of the window and she was just laying on her hands, like with the sun in her face. And first of all, my first reaction was, oh, that's really sweet. You know, she's kind of getting, she's getting some vitamin D. And then I actually thought about it. I thought, that could be quite sad because she might not have been out, this, this girl, like all yeah. day. Yeah. And that's her only bit of sunshine mm. is to sit by the window with her head on her hands. And actually, yeah. I went from, oh, that's sweet, to actually feeling a little bit choked for her. Well, not many a cracking photo as well, no, but yeah, that as well. Well, that's probably yeah. that's, it. that's probably all she's got. That's probably yeah. all she's got.
I just go back to what I said originally when we started this podcast about how we should smile and laugh. And I really think that's important that we should continue to smile and laugh and not smile. let these things that we speak of um, darken our days because darkness is the path that leads us to this virus. Deep breaths, plenty air in the lungs, and cold showers. And I also no bro, think, man. No I, bro, man. I think as well, Manny, your, your 10 seconds of... Uh, of silence is is a really good idea so you know yeah should we do that should i say it yeah you just come up with something right so we've all been talking about what's going on in the world and and how we're all affected every one of us i'm not madonna in a bath with flowers we're all people who have family and we love our family and we've all lost people at at this point in time and i think we're going to end the podcast with a minute of silence or YouTube world will say 20 to 30 seconds of silence. And uh, I hope you can all join us and have a little thought, little prayer for the people we love and we have lost. <laughs>